Welcome to Two Brothers Review, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley. Excited this week to be talking about Deadpool 2. And before we get into that, we wanted to talk about our favorite superhero sequel movies. And for me, it was a toss-up between uh, The Dark Knight and Captain America Civil War. But I'm going to say Captain America Civil War is my favorite superhero sequel because i think they do a good job setting up the story and i liked the robert redford character and the transition of sort of how it affects the rest of the sort of marvel cinematic universe okay some high drama uh well for me i was gonna choose dark knight because i love that movie it's my one of my it's probably my top I mean, of of English language films, it's my favorite, <laughs> which makes it about top ten, let's say. There are yeah at least yeah eight other non English language films you like. Yeah, my favorite movies are all not English, but I love that movie. Man, someday we'll do a non English movie on we, this podcast. I we guess haven't done it yet. Breaking walls down with documentaries. Next foreign language. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Deadpool then. Uh, had you seen Deadpool, the original movie, recently? Or did you rewatch it going into this movie? No, I didn't rewatch it. I just watched it when I was in the theater before. Yeah. I was on a plane recently and I knew this second movie was coming out, so I watched the first Deadpool. Uh, and I feel like maybe that was a bit of a disservice because it continues a lot of the same sort of joke style um, and it felt really original and new in the first movie, but I think got a little tired throughout the second movie where a lot of the, you know, breaking the fourth wall and meta commentary on real the real world. Yeah, it seems like if you... The first one was so successful, obviously, and was so successful because it was surprising to people. So if you really wanted to continue that ethos, that approach to making a movie, then in the sequel... He should have surprised us again or subverted the expectations of the audience again or um, thought of some way in which this character could do something that a comic book character has never done before on a, in a movie. I don't know. Something like that where that would have been more in the continuation of the spirit of Deadpool than just doing the same jokes or the same style. I guess how do you feel about the movie overall outside of just the jokes or the construction, plot? I mean, I, <laughs> I I thought it was funny, and I enjoyed it. Uh, I know a lot of my friends have said that they didn't think it had any plot at all, and it was just like a series of sketches of him doing his thing in different situations, which I, I can see that. I mean, I, I think it did have a plot. I think it was kind of funny that they decided to make pedophiles the villain. Because, like, you know, I feel like, we you know, you have to choose, is it going to be... Muslims, or is it going to be Russians? And those are problematic targets as villains. But if you make it pedophiles, pretty much everyone's on board, I think. Yeah, not a problem to, to shoot that guy. The weird sex lips. <laughs> Gross. Uh, have you ever... I don't... I mean, have you seen a movie where pedophiles are the, the villains? Like this? I guess... Spotlight. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh yeah. Sorry, I meant I meant action slash comic book slash 
uh, a thriller. No, I have not. I don't know. I thought I thought that was believable as a subplot. I mean, I mean not as a subplot as a as a point of the plot. I mean, I do think there was a story element that's he had to work to protect this kid who someone from the future wanted to kill. Yeah. He even makes a joke in there about how tired are people of people with mechanical arms? Yeah. But also I think this trope of time traveling is a huge thing now, especially in the um, Avengers movies. And it's a little, I mean, yeah, it's silly. It's, it's ridiculous. It solves all the plot problems that the writers would have been having. And it's like only two jumps. That's a week, some weak writing. Like they mean, he even says it. It's like they make a joke of it. How ridiculous it is. Yeah. Which, yeah, this is weird. Why don't you just come up with a better story? <laughs> I think I did like this movie with bringing in different characters. So I think, you know, Cable was really cool. Josh Brolin did a good job in that role. And I liked putting together the team. I mean, it was sort of played for jokes, really. You know, they, all their introductions were really brief. And uh, they also died <laughs> very quickly. But I just thought that was really, I mean, that was a pretty funny sort of sequence, I thought. Uh, yeah. With Peter and Domino. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I love the guy from Catastrophe. Are you, am I being catfished? <laughs> oh, man. Peter did great. Uh, the guy, <clears throat> the guy who gets electrocuted or hit by the bus. I don't know. That was, that was a very funny sequence, I thought. Yeah, I think they did, that was really good. The whole theater was laughing when I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, Josh Brolin was awesome. He's just so, uh, he's just got such a good voice. It can be really intense, right? Just, you know, he was always the straight man, played it. And I think that that helps with the kind of Deadpool humor and the jokes they were trying to tell. Yeah. To have someone so flat next to him. Mm -hmm. The kid did well. The mutant kid that needed help. Is he from... Other stuff you've seen? Mm -hmm. Is he the Hunt for the Wilder People kid? Yeah, and Boy. There's another New Zealand movie called Boy that's really good. So those New Zealand accents, they're they're great. <laughs> First Thor Ragnarok and now Deadpool 2. Yeah. Yeah, the guy, the director of Thor Ragnarok made him famous. Yeah. Now he's in superhero movies. And Domino from Atlanta. Yeah. Zazie Beats. I thought she was really good in her sequences of just, you know, being so fluid and everything's going terrible around her, but yeah, her superpowers being lucky. I guess that's, I mean, that's a real character from the comic books. I don't know. I'm not sure, but I, I guess yeah, I would be that's pretty a, confident. That's such a funny character. Like, I wish I would have been there when the writer came to Marvel and was like, I think we should have this character who doesn't have any powers. They're just always lucky. That's ridiculous, right? I don't know. Okay. Well, I think it's funny. Yeah. Man, there's an independent movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it's this idea of luck is transferable. And so people who are really lucky start playing like games of chance with each other and people die. And then you, the person who wins gets the luck. And it's this like series of things that happen. Mm. Man, I wish I could remember the name of that. I've never heard of that movie. Sounds interesting. Did you feel like the sort of directing or styling that they did was unique or changed from the previous Deadpool? No. I think it's very similar, right? From what I remember. Yeah. How involved do you think Ryan Reynolds is in kind of the overall process? Well, um, my understanding is he was heavily instrumental in getting it made. So he was the, the 
heavily involved as a producer specifically. So he, I think hired. I don't. Okay, I don't really know, but my understanding is he hired the director and chose them and worked on the script himself. Uh, he was credited as a screenwriter, so I'm, I'm, I think it's his heavy, heavy involvement. Yeah, it seems like something he really enjoys doing. Wants to have this out, put this out there. Thinks it's a fun character. Yeah, he believed in it. I guess he tried for a long time to get it made, the first one. And people just thought it wouldn't fly and thought it was a weird tone for a superhero movie. And then he made so much money. (laughs) Yeah. So I guess we'll get more of him. Yeah, it seems like... I haven't seen really reviews of this movie or box office returns, but do you think it's going to be as big of a hit as the first one? Do as well? No. It can't. Well, I guess it could. (laughs) (laughs) It can't. I mean, it would would be crazy if it did. I think there's no way. Okay. Are you looking it up? It's gone. Uh, I mean, it's at four hundred million. I think the first one was at a billion. It got to a billion. Wow. Or maybe eight hundred million. I can't remember. It's still so much. But yeah, they're not. They're not quite close to that yet. Okay. It was made for one hundred and ten million. So <laughs> we're definitely gonna see another Deadpool movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like expanded universe. Could we get a Domino movie? Let's go Cable in the future. I don't know. Even you just saying that now, right now made my heart go, ugh. I'm a little sad. Because every time one of these movies makes so much money, it just means there's another year of superhero movies in the future. It just means, yeah, we're stuck in this... That's what we're going to see. Those are the stories. Yeah. Only these only these stories. I don't know. It just seems crazy that... I mean, I'm not the first one to say this, but it just seems crazy that these movies have such outsized influence in Hollywood. That's sort of the fan culture we're in right now. Yeah, because, I mean, what, Yeah, why would superhero movies be... I mean, it's, now we're getting, what, like six a year or something? From the same studio, they'll put out two a year. Yeah. And Marvel had Black Panther and the Avengers within three months of each other? Yeah. Uh, whatever. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Deadpool. Do you feel like any of the other sort of acting or characters you want to make sure we're talking about? Um, no, I don't know. The only other thing people I've heard people talk about is sort of the racial stereotyping of his driver, of his taxi driver. <laughs> but I think, I mean, he talk, I think he's doing it intentionally to be irreverent, so. It doesn't bother me. It just shows that that's the level of humor that they're at. Of where they, What they find funny. Where, of where racial stereotyping is the joke. Which is fine. I mean, I'm not judging that, but it's not Shakespeare. <laughs> Nope. Did you have a Google question coming out of this movie? Uh, well, you told me it was the same woman as in Atlanta, and I, for some reason, didn't believe that. So I did Google that. And? You're right, of uh. course. She looks so different to me. I don't know why. Maybe, well, I don't know. This, I, The style of acting also is completely different. I mean, she's, which is kind of, I've, I've watched episodes of Atlanta after seeing Deadpool 2, and yeah, it's just, I think she's got good range to do both. Definitely. Uh, did you Google anything? Just about the sort of after credit scenes, like what was going on with, with that. Just trying to see what... I don't know, I always think sometimes there's a little bit of deeper meaning in those scenes, but in Deadpool I didn't think there were... I mean, it was just sort of resetting the universe. They're like, this movie we didn't want its girlfriend or she wasn't available to film, so we killed her right away. But in the next one she'll be there. Wait, it did say that? 
Oh, the the time travel. Yeah, how he re- yeah. he just reset a bunch of stuff. You're assuming what you said. Is you're, oh, that's what you read when you Googled it? Nope, I just assumed that. You assumed that. Got it. Um, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> she might have been unavailable. Because like, why would she not want to act in this movie? Maybe because she's doing Shakespeare read. Because, <laughs> like we said, this ain't Shakespeare. <laughs> okay. It is money, though. <laughs> oh, read. I would be a sellout. <laughs> She probably got paid. She probably got paid got, well for this one. Still, yeah, that's true. More than I make in a year, I bet. I don't. I don't think it's based on screen time, but actually, I don't really know that. I mean, it's just negotiated. Every every actor, you know, it's it's how famous they are. Well, and you don't even know how they're going to edit it. Like people will be in movies and get totally edited out and yeah. still get paid for it. Yeah. All right. Any other likes or dislikes you want to make sure we're talking about for this one? No, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> I think clean. This is going to be a <laughs> this is be a quick one. You watch it, then you forget it. <laughs> well, let's uh, wrap up with some rankings. Ty, what would you give Deadpool 2 out of 5? I'd give it a 3 out of 5. thought it was fun, but unsurprising. Okay. Uh, I would give it a 4 out of 5. I think they did a good job with the enough jokes, and I enjoyed it throughout the movie, and I think uh, it was pretty funny. And different than other superhero movies. So I know we're saying, we said... You know, there's so many superhero movies out there, but this is, I would say, an outlier from the, those other ones. So it's nice to see something different. Yeah. Before we close out, we'll just give you a recommendation for something else we've been watching, reading, listening to. And for me, I'm going to recommend the TV show The Americans. It's in their final season, and there I think there may just be one or two episodes left. I've been catching up. Um, this season, I'd, I'd watched all the other ones, but things are really coming to a head. Uh, it just feels like it's gotten very tense. They're really close to being found out. Uh, and I think this show has been pretty consistent through its run of maintaining sort of a high level of drama. And I really like the characters. Mm. I watched like six episodes and just didn't quite get hooked, but maybe I'll try it again sometime. Uh, mine is <clears throat> the movie, the writer, which is playing at independent cinemas, near you right now if you listen to this podcast soon it probably won't last long but it's uh filmed with real rodeo cowboys in um actually i'm not sure where it is maybe wyoming but um and follows a guy who in real life got injured and couldn't ride anymore in the rodeo and uh it uses a lot of people pretty much everyone in the movie is kind of broken physically which i think was a choice the director made to make it look like or to mirror the psychological damage of of living in a place where your whole identity is tied to something like riding a horse or riding a bucking bronco. It it was good. Because they're using non-actors, the acting's not great, I would say. But it's amazing to see people living in their real world. And like the main character has a sister who's um, who has a handicap. And it's just interesting to see characters like that on screen because you almost never do. So I would recommend it for that reason. Cool. Thanks, everyone, for joining us this week. Uh, this has been Two Brothers Review, the, the podcast. I'm Reed Turley. And I'm Ty Turley, and I'm going to go watch some Shakespeare now. 